Welcome to Burning for Marriage. 12 things to talk about with your future spouse before you say I do. Welcome back, everybody. We're your hosts. I'm Christina. And I'm Ryan, and we're the sages. What are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? We are talking about the 12 things to talk about with your future spouse before you say I do, because these are things Mm -hmm. that we wish we would have slowed down and actually heard what people were speaking into us. Yes, because we've may have mentioned it in our previous uh, talks about our you know any premarriage counseling we've done where we've had discussions about this, but we were not in places to take out what we needed from those conversations. Yes, they were falling on death ears. We thought we knew everything. We thought, mm-hmm. oh, we'll be fine. We can figure it out. We'll figure it out when we when it gets there. But you need to have these conversations before so you can have a better after. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Or am I right? So we are we we compiled a list of twelve things, and we have a little bit one little bonus tip as well that we are going to share with you guys and just speak life. So, mm-hmm. would you like to start with number one? Sure. Start off is usually one of the biggest ones, and it is finances. Yes. We have had previous podcast episodes talking about finances, deciding how money's being handled. Uh, so something is you know. Christina and I share a bank account. Mm-hmm. It is, we think, very pivotal. You know, what's mine is hers and how we just handle and operate our, our money and our finances. But there's a lot of people that may not be comfortable with this, that would prefer separate accounts. Do, you know, however you want to navigate that, as much as we strongly encourage sharing a bank account and being one in your finances. But um, that's just something to really be transparent about and upfront about before saying I do. Yes, and that includes being very transparent about what you are what you're bringing into the marriage debt wise. You know, do you Absolutely. have student? Yeah, do you have student loans? Do you have any credit card debt? Um, it is now with you joining in. You know, becoming one. You mm-hmm. need to talk about all finances. Everything needs to be on the table, and so withholding that information is not fair to your partner. Number two is faith. Mm-hmm. Um, have the hard conversations. Go through questions. What do you believe in? Mm-hmm. Are your faith, is 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 your expectations of faith for your spouse and for yourself the same? Um, you know, like I wasn't clear with Ryan that I wanted, or I wasn't clear for a while with Ryan what I wanted mm-hmm. in a spouse um, and what expectations I had for my future spouse in the realm of spirituality and his faith. And so it wasn't until we were in college that I told yeah. Ryan, like, I have no, pro- like, I have these expectations of having, like, this God-fearing man and all of these things. But that mm-hmm. wasn't fair to Ryan because I didn't really tell him before that. Yeah. Because, and in, in especially just navigating and seeing where each other is in their walk, in their walk of faith. Because you may be in two different places, like, just like at that that time, Christine and I were in two very different places yeah. of our walk with faith as she was starting to have more of a hunger and more of a passion to pursue God more, where I was still kind of like inching at the door, like kind of inching at that starting line of like, you know, I wanted to be that for her, but I didn't want that for myself yet. And that was something that was important um, for us. But just having those conversations of, um, you know, just where you you guys are in in that. Do you believe in God? Do you not? Do you believe in hell? Do you believe in, you know, angels? Do you believe in the spiritual realm? Do you Mm -hmm. believe in demons? Um, Because being aligned spiritually is what really has healed our marriage. Yeah. um, And has brought so much peace, so much joy 
And so uh, we could have saved a lot of years of fighting back mm-hmm. and forth because if you are not aligned with your faith as yeah. a couple, um, and that doesn't mean that you're at the same spot where you are, where you are. Yeah. But the root is that you believe in God and you, you know, and you're chasing after what God has for you as a couple. Yeah. You will find each other at the same point eventually. But um, yeah, just that we would have saved a lot of arguments, and because you will fight about it, you will fight mm-hmm. about it if you don't have the conversations before. All right, so number three, uh, we have sexual history and slash pornography. So obviously we shared in our testimony and our first episodes of, you know, our testimony, what we've walked through. And we just think that it's very important to not only just share like, you know, what each of you may have experienced, kind of a history of, you know, whether whether if it's previous partners, uh, relationships, incidents or things that may have happened, Things that um, may have happened to you unwillingly even. Yeah. And, yeah. Or even just especially like, and then, yeah, if you are someone who had, whether if it was a problem with pornography or just a, you know, dabbling with it, a viewing of it, because even that it still um, taints and it changes how you may see things and how you may go into that relationship, into that marriage, uh, yes. into that, into such a pivotal part of that marriage of that, you know, that sexual dynamic that you have with one another. Yeah, and it's important to talk about expectations as well with mm-hmm. with sex. Like, what what are your expectations? Some may have higher or lower sex drives. How things, how are things to be initiated? Is is it the wife's job? Is it the husband's job? Are you guys sharing that equally? Is it mm-hmm. do you guys invite invite? Like, are you okay with pornography? We are not. Um, right. You know, making sure that those boundaries are clear mm-hmm. and. Um, that you've talked about them before, so you're not you're saving yourself that awkward conversation when something comes up and you're not comfortable. Yeah. You, the more you talk about it before, um, and also I want I don't think we had this in here. Just saving purity. Did we talk? Mm-hmm. Do we have that listed we, later? We did no. Not have that. I'll add this in purity, guys. There's mm-hmm. something so magical um, about saving yourselves before marriage and mm-hmm. saving even if you've had a a past of sexual history, but just saying like, I'm devoting myself to wait for my husband. You can always recommit to mm-hmm. God, your purity and be washed away, washed cleanse. It doesn't matter what yesterday, what happened yesterday, what happened years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you can start over today and make that vow to God before God. And it's just, I just, I pray that for you. I'm excited about that for you. We're actually going to be talking about that in our next episode, mm-hmm. um, but I wanted to add that here as well. And and I think as well with it is sometimes the, uh, as partners, you may have different levels of sex drives mm-hmm. and it kind of just communicating, you know, kind of what you're, each of you may be looking for. Some people may be wanting it numerous times a week. Some people mm-hmm. may be content with just one and kind of finding a middle ground because you want to make sure that each partner is feeling feeling satisfied and and this is and this is like for after once you are married yeah and everything but it's just something to kind of at least initiate conversation and and that may and it will change over time and you know as you grow in that that but just to have an idea of what each of you at least thinks um before saying i do just so you kind of know that level of interest with one another and my last little thing because it's such a big topic um it needs a separate podcast alone or episode alone but also making sure that you talk about this especially if it's your first time i know some of our listeners like Mm -hmm. you guys are waiting for marriage and if this is your absolute first time like you go 
hallelujah, praise God, but also like talk about talk about things beforehand. Talk about those things that might be awkward. Talk about all of it before so you mm-hmm. don't cuz if you don't talk about it, then you're doing something very different that's going to be make you feel very exposed, very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel safe enough talking about it, then you're not going to feel safe enough doing it. Yeah, so absolutely. those are just some tips there. Um, but like I said, we have another episode that's specifically going to be talking about um, just waiting and just God's design for sex and all of the things that we're super excited to talk about. So number four. In laws, <laughs> in laws, family. Um, mm. Not only are you uh, joining and becoming one with your husband or your wife, but also you are going to be immersed in a new entire family. Mm. Um, you are taking on a new last name, and it's going to have deep meaning. Um, so talk about in laws. Talk about boundaries. Talk about. Um, you know, how most importantly, you need to protect your marriage. After God, you need to protect your marriage. It's you mm-hmm. and your spouse. And making sure that you're on the same page about that because it is the first couple of years, it's really hard separating yourself from doing things that your family wants you to do yeah. versus doing things that you you and your new family, because your, your new unit, your new team is the person that you just said I do too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't mean that you shun your family. It doesn't mean that you don't spend time with them. It doesn't mean that you don't, you know, aren't there for them, but it means that you are going to put the needs of your husband or your wife before them. And that's, that's hard to do for mm-hmm. the first couple of years as you're learning to die and, to self. And as well as I think just being open and, and trying to have an understanding of how each, each of you grew up within your family, how each of you, what the dynamic was, what was, you know, each of your parents like, you know, so what did you grow up viewing? What did you grow mm-hmm. up experiencing? Because, We've had a lot of conversations that we've realized so much of how we act, how much, yeah. how many things that we, how we do things is based off things we saw growing up mm-hmm. or experienced growing up. And then we just kind of carry that into adulthood and everything. And so just to have those conversations, it, it will just help a lot when you have, um, well, if it's disagreements and you kind of realize like, oh, we probably disagree because your family grew up doing this my family grew up doing it in a different way. And the best part about it is you guys are now a new family. Yeah, you, you can, can have de- a new way. You can, you can decide a whole new way. Maybe, you know, you guys realize that one way is better than another or whatever you want to do. Because guess what? It is now you are your own separate branch of your family. Yes. And so you get to decide how that is going to branch out and grow. Yes. Yes. And it's so important. And it takes a lot of time um, to really get to that point. But... Mm-hmm. The more that you are a unit and a team, the easier it is to uh, to navigate through setting boundaries. Number five, we have values, and we just kind of put typically faith aligned, but as well as just kind of like moral values that people may have. Uh, you know, views on marriage, just kind of how one feels about like whether if it's a topic of marriage, how marriages are, whether if it's you know how you see it, how marriages are represented in um, like a faith aspect or versus like culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also just, you know, looking at different things of like people's views on drugs, alcohol, things that are, you know, that you guys are justifying as okay or not, or things that you are comfortable with or not. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even things that are so common nowadays, like, oh, like nudity during like TVs and movies is something that Christina and I have 
you know, navigated that we tend to avoid now. It's just something that we just don't need it in our home. We don't need it for ourselves. Yeah. Me and my pornography addiction. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't want that around for me. And so just having that conversation of some of those values, some of those things that, you know, you guys agree on where the differences are and just how you guys want to view things going into your marriage. Yeah. I think a lot of our frustrations early on in marriage when we didn't talk about all of our values and our uh, setting, like, you know, this is something that we're taking on together, that we believe Mm -hmm. in together, um, is we, because we didn't talk about them and we didn't communicate about them, it wasn't fair for Ryan to be upset with me or me to be upset with Ryan because we never had the opportunity to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so the thing about like nudity during TV and movies, that bothered me for so long. I hated that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I never really came out and told Ryan that that bothered me. And so when I finally came out and told him and I told him why, he totally understood why. And he was like, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. And Mm -hmm. we decided to, you know, limit what we watched. And now we really barely watch TV. But when we do, it's good, wholesome TV and we don't have to worry about, you know, someone flashing something. So yeah, yeah, six. And that is boundaries slash deal breakers. And when we say deal breakers to us, these are like, Things that you just are absolutely not okay with. So mm-hmm. we talk, I remember we talked about these before. Um, some of our deal breakers is gambling. Yeah. Um, you know, just just being like overly, uh, like, what, what would you say? It's like, yeah, we can have a it's, drink. It's fine. But like, we don't want to have it, this it's constant. Kind of, it's kind of knowing like, you know, what are things that are things that you want to shy away from? So obviously like we've talked and now like so for one christina and i have it, it's like pornography like that's something yeah, that that is, that is yeah. no longer a oh that's okay once in a while it's like no like that's a you know not yeah. a lot not in this marriage um gambling not in this marriage being um, a drunk every day yeah it's just like you know because we it's like we are ones that it's like you know find out you know be merry and have a drink sometimes and yeah and once in a while but to respect you know, kind the boundary of, of you know drinking to a point of drunkenness most days and everything is something that we don't want we personally don't dabble with any kind of like drugs or substances or anything like that and that's just something that we, we have been very clear that we personally just did not want that in our relationship, so it's kind of a deal breaker for us. But, but just having those conversations of what boundaries do you have, what things may, might make you feel uncomfortable, yeah. whether if it's something that your partner may do or that they may say or talk about, yeah. Um, and just being able to be open, just so because you know your partner won't know until you just until you tell them. Yeah. So if you're feeling uncomfortable from something all the time, if you never tell them, they you're robbing them the chance to comfort you and make that situation better. Yeah. And so like one boundaries is different than deal breaker. A boundary is something that keeps you safe. It keeps you aligned. A deal breaker Mm -hmm. is when you cross it. Okay. Um, So a boundary could be Ryan and I don't spend time alone. Like I would not invite a guy friend over here by myself with a guy friend, just hanging out with him that Ryan doesn't know and trust. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't do that. Ryan wouldn't invite a random friend that's a girl, girlfriend over right. and um, hang out with her alone. You know, like right. that, that That to us is a deal breaker. We don't do that. We respect ourselves or we respect our marriage and honor each other in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, a deal breaker would be like Ryan, you know, messing around with another girl. It makes me sick saying that, but like yeah. that is a deal breaker to me and vice versa. If I were to dishonor my husband in that way, that's a deal yep. breaker for us. So then it leads us to number seven. 
which is love languages, which if you haven't read the book of five different love languages and knowing them, um, highly recommend reading that, especially reading it with your partner. Um, yes. Because that was something that we did. And it just, sometimes even as reading it, you could make observations of, it's some things might make more sense about your partner from reading it. But, yeah. you know, knowing how one another likes to receive and give love, um, it's just having a, be- it helps having a better understanding for one another because, you know, of the five love languages, you know, there may, you may have like two main ones. Mm-hmm. So I know like for me, it is uh, quality time mm-hmm. and words of affirmation. Yeah. And so I know, so there's no better ways that I love like receiving love than like when Christina, not only like I have quality time with her, but then as well as she like speaks speak into a life, me. speak a life into him. And so... <laughs> Yeah, whenever I speak life into Ryan, his eyes get so big, and he, like, he will stop whatever's happening. He's like, what did you say? Can you say it again? And yeah, I I'm make like, can sh- I hear it one more time, please? I, and I make sure I say it again, and sometimes that means you write a note. Sometimes I know notes are huge for him, and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then my love languages are uh, quality time and actually touch, which yep. I haven't... I, it took me a long time to realize that that's what it was because I was always feeling like Ryan wasn't being lovey, like Ryan wasn't showing me love. And then I realized it was because I, usually love languages are what you didn't receive growing up. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I wasn't a very, and it was no fault to my f- family, but I was not affectionate. And yeah. I realized that I think that was me like guarding myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love when Ryan is like hugging on me, giving me a kiss, holding my hand in public, like, mm-hmm. ooh. That makes me feel like a hundred bucks, a million bucks, honestly. So number eight, living situation, location, which is huge as well. So Mm -hmm. are you guys in agreement? Talk about this beforehand. Are you in agreement of where you want to live, how you want to live? Do you Mm want to live in a house? Do you want to live in an apartment? Do you want to live in a condo? Do you want to live in your parents' basement for a little bit? And what state are you, do you want to reside in? You know, like, do you want to stay in one state forever? Do you have plans and futures in the next 10 years to go somewhere else? If you don't talk about it and if you're not aligned, it's not fair for them mm-hmm. there to be frustration later. Yeah. So making sure that there's clear communication about yeah. that. Because there could be times if, you know, somebody has a desire to move, whether if it's to the south or north or wh- wherever it may be, um, and if someone wants to be rooted where they are, though, if that conversation isn't had, then that's something that will come up later. And, you know, maybe may one of those deal breakers or mm-hmm. something that I mentioned, because if, if you want to say rooted in your hometown yeah, and somebody else doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean that you guys wouldn't work otherwise. It just means that you kind of have to have that discussion of it's like, OK, is, you know, moving would it be that big of a deal if you had to leave a hometown or would that person give up potentially moving because they want to stay rooted with you you go into nine uh which is kids and parenting methods yes um so most importantly is if you want kids or not because uh some people are indifferent of you know some people want 12 some people want none or mm-hmm. some people want just a mountain in the middle and so just what what's people's desire for kids? Are they excited for it? Do they want kids? Do they want a family or not? And like um, what's the timeline of when you want the family? Obviously yeah. God makes our timeline, but you know, like are you considering like one of you being a, a stay at home, uh, mm-hmm. stay at home parent is one are are you guys going to you know eventually have the kids go? 
um, through to daycare or have childcare services. Are you interested in maybe adopting or foster care? Is that part of your guys's um, plan? If it's mm-hmm. not, then great that you have the discussion before because I think like a lot of people too just expect oh well, they'll eventually want kids you know well mm-hmm. no they kind of usually people are pretty they're pretty firm pretty firm on where they are um, so just making sure that you're you're in alignment there and making sure yeah. that you talk about and, it prior and I think even discussing like. You know, when there's situations like if you have to discipline kids or oh, yeah, if you good. if you how have you or how things you might want them a part of, like, you know, some people it's like that you might want them to be involved in a lot of extracurricular activities. Some people might not. And just kind of have, you know, how involved in like in like uh, if you are like if you do have faith and go to church and mm-hmm. how involved do you want them in that? And just kind of having at least some of those conversations doesn't mean you have to have everything nailed down before you get married. Yeah. But just to have an idea like, okay, are, are we fairly aligned in a lot of these areas? Mm-hmm. Or is there, you know, some conversations that need to be had? Because I know uh, for like the most part, Christine and I agreed on a lot of things. But there was still, you know, once again, we saw from how we grew up, we yeah. saw how, you know, different some of our parenting methods might initially be. Yeah. So we just kind of had to come to determine like okay how do we in this family in our marriage navigate how we want to parent and number 10 is divorce uh are you and your spouse um in this for the long haul no matter what what are your boundaries there um we know what the bible says about divorce um but I just like to, we like to have the conversation. One thing that we used to do and early in our marriage is we would throw around the divorce word whenever things got dicey or hard. That didn't provide a safe place. That was my fight or flight coming out. And we had to recommit that we were we were in this for the long haul. Divorce is not an option for Ryan and I, that we we need to be here and um, be present and actively trying in our marriage, even when things get, when we go through, you know, rough spouts or whatever. So um, just talking about what is your view on divorce um, and does it align with God's view of divorce? And is that something that you guys are in a- agreement with? Because a lot of times um, when we hear about people getting divorced, one partner is completely shocked by it. Or one partner wasn't, um, didn't really want to partake in it and didn't want to follow through in it. So uh, my question there would be like, did they talk about divorce as a way to, as something that they were going to engage in or not, um, or invite or not, or if this was, that's a wrap. Nope, we will work on things no matter how hard they get kind of thing. Um but also understanding that there's people from all walks of life, and I love all of my brothers and sisters, and we know amazing people who have had a divorce. So no judgment, no matter what you decide, but knowing that you guys had that conversation before to protect each other and protect your marriage. So number 11, we have a job work situation. And with this, you know, we've kind of mentioned in some of the previous points of just uh, who is, are you potentially a stay-at-home parent are you both working full time, maybe part time? Uh, is that based off if you have, potentially have kids or not, or what that situation is? And as well as you know what shift works out, whether if it's you know some people may have a normal first shift position, or whether if it's second or third, and just figuring out that how what will work best with one another um, 
you know, when it comes to your type of work, working full-time or not, and how that intertwines with your marriage. And your budget. And your budget. And number 12 is conflict resolution, how you guys handle conflict, how uh, you argue, how you fight, because a good fight can be productive and can be very healthy if you do it in the right way and you are um, meeting each other halfway. So um, working through how you're going to do conflict resolution when, you know, when problems arise and Mm -hmm. just being very firm and you probably have already experienced that if you have been dating a while or have been together for a while, but um, it just gets more real when you are in a covenant with your spouse. So I'm just making sure that you have clear boundaries and communication with conflict resolution. Yes. And to also plug a previous episode, we had an episode called A Spicy Argument. Oh, yes. That goes into kind of how we have had to navigate on. Uh, you know conflict resolution so feel free to give that a listen give it a listen it's good um we also wanted to throw in a bonus one because this is something that we've been really passionate about like speaking into other couples and we've had a lot of questions about how we one day we want to open up our our own nonprofit and ministry and this is simply why we would love for every young couple to have a married couple that might be like five to ten years ahead of them Mm -hmm. that can just align uh, has similar values to them you know is walking with the lord um but a couple that a younger couple can look up to they can ask questions to they can be transparent with Mm -hmm. um that having ryan having uh you know a man to speak to who's been through marriage and has been yeah. through similar struggles and me having a woman to speak to has really been so just so what's the word transformative it's been empowering it's been peace giving yeah. it's given us so much hope on a dark day I, I think it's even just a deeper level of like feeling understood yeah because um you know you may have friends that if they may be in relationships or they just may be single and like, you know, sometimes it's nice to talk to, but to have someone who's walked through those navigations within a marriage, things that they've had to endure their own strifes and struggles and to know that they made it through and that they can just, you know, be like, Hey, I see where you're at, where you guys are navigating and just to kind of speak life into you and to kind of give you that, whether if it's wisdom, whether if it's just a listening ear, to know that like hey you guys aren't alone because sometimes like when you're kind of engulfed in this new thing called marriage that you're experiencing that it may feel overwhelming at times with mm-hmm. just how much because you are now intertwining two lives yeah into one and so yeah there's a lot to it and so just having someone rooting for you so mm-hmm. uh, one day our hope is that we can have create a ministry that does just that but for now we're encouraging and putting that responsibility in your hands look to somebody whether it's at your church whether it's somebody who um your facebook friends with or somebody that you're you know second cousin i don't know find somebody that can just Mm -hmm. that you you really look up to in marriage it might not be your parents marriage but there is a marriage that's out there that Mm -hmm. is going to be able and willing and wants to speak life into you and just to pray about it and um we we just know that there's going to be so much fruit that comes from that so That's what we have for you guys today. Yep. That's our talk yep. That's for... Our, our 12 slash plus bonus one. Yeah. Um, of things to talk about with your spouse, your future spouse, before marriage, before you say I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully this can bring peace for you guys and just encourage you to start your marriage off just full of life and um, just peace. So yep. 
thank you guys for tuning in and make sure to check out our other episodes. Looking forward to our future episode, which will be Sex Before Marriage. It's a trap. It's a trap. Don't do it. (laughs) Um, So we're excited to talk about that and to uh, invite you guys into that conversation. Mm -hmm. But other than that, we hope you guys have a blessed week. And Ryan, can you pray us out, please? Yes. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for for everyone listening under the sound of my voice. Thank you for my beautiful wife who I get to sit down and record this with and just to uh, use this podcast, use these things that we've talked about here today to, whether if it's inspiring someone uh, single, someone in a young relationship, in a young marriage, that they can just, that it's never too late to have these conversations. It's never too late to uh, trust in you and to um, just have conversations that may feel hard, that may feel like a struggle, but just to know that that's the enemy wanting to push against those conversations mm. being had because where there is struggle, where the enemy pushes, that there will be freedom on the other side Woo. and that you provide. And so we just want to pray and that we know that that is going to come for some couples, some individuals that listen to this and whether if it's a small part or the whole episode that they get from, that we are just thankful that you gave us this vessel, this opportunity to be able to um, push out your word and your kingdom to others. And so uh, we love you and we praise you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a good week, everybody. Catch you next week.